Life Audio. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. I'm excited to introduce many of you to someone who's been ministering to us in TTD 365 for about a year now. Rachel Roush has served as our wellness expert there, sharing invaluable tips and tricks with 365 members each week. If you're not yet a TTD 365 member, I can't encourage you strongly enough to join us there. I believe with all my heart that it's the very best place on the internet for a Christian homeschool mom to be, complete with on-demand access to all the resources you could ever need to answer any question you may ever have. But even better than the incredible resources available there is the community, the fellowship, encouragement, equipping, and fun that you're going to have as you form deep, meaningful connections with like-minded moms from all across the country and honestly, even around the world. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash join TTD365 to learn more and connect with us there today. Our topic for today's episode is incredibly relevant and important for all of us right now, especially as we're we're just launching into this new homeschool year. So I'm really, really glad that Rachel's here to help us address the stress and overwhelm that so many homeschool moms face. I promise you can't afford to miss a minute of this episode. So stay tuned. Rachel and I will be right back. Rachel, welcome to the podcast. I am so glad that we've finally been able to to get you on here. It's been it's been a while that I've been wanting to do this, so I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I am too. To just catch everybody up who may not be in 365, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your kind of what your approach is and what you're doing in 365? Um, because I was telling you before, I'm seeing a whole lot more chatter about the things that people are are picking up from what you're sharing with them and how they're incorporating it into to their lives. Sure. Thank you. So as you said, my name is Rachel Rausch, and I am a traditional doctor of naturopathy. And I spend my time, my calling, just working with women that are dealing with the effects of stress and nervous system dysregulation. So I have a lot of women that will come to me because they're dealing with like hormone issues or they're dealing with digestive issues or they're dealing with, you know, mood or anxiety or, or these different concerns that drive us to look for answers. And underneath of that is often a nervous system or a stress cause. It's kind of like your body is trying to talk, trying to tell you that it needs help. And it's speaking through those symptoms that you're experiencing. And so what I really try to do is get to the root of what's going on. We don't want just a band-aid, you know, to try to fix the problem. We really want to try to get to the root so that women can feel more equipped and more confident with their health because you can't you can't take care of your family, you can't serve well when you're exhausted, when you are operating from like an empty cup. You know, so my goal is to help fill women up so that they can go on serving and doing really what they've been called to do with their families, with, you know, their children, you know, so on and so forth 
from there. And so that in 365, I have just every week been just touching a little bit on some topic that correlates with that underlying root cause of the nervous system and stress. So whether it's hormones or sleep or energy or mood, whatever it is, you know, just trying to to touch on those things that women can connect very quickly to, but yet help them understand there's more to it than just irritability, for instance. Yeah. I As she were talking, I was like, every woman has just like zeroed in because you know, you're talking about stuff that I think so many of us struggle with that have no idea what even to point to. It's it's like it it always seems, at least personally, that these things something seems off, but I don't know if it's because we're busy and we're running and we're caring for all these other people, but it's really hard to put your finger on exactly what kind of seems off. So can you maybe help us to understand what are some of the signs and symptoms of stress and burnout? that we may experience and not even know that there is a correlation there to, to what's going on. Sure. So I, I already mentioned some, but let's just go through them again and I'll add some more in. So obviously, the just the overwhelm, the irritability, the burnout feeling, you know, that sense of what should just be a molehill is a mountain. You know, that would probably, probably be one of the first signs, but... It's not always easily recognized. I would say when the hormone issues start in, you know, or the PMS or, you know, whatever number of, of different hormone concerns, that's often a good indication that there's probably something underlying connected with stress and cortisol levels. Poor sleep is another very common sign of just an overload of stress. Along with that just goes the low energy. We're putting so much energy into trying to just manage the overload and overwhelm that there's no reserves left. Also, I would say digestive issues. Your digestive system and nervous system are very closely connected. And so if you're dealing with a lot of stress, your body's going to shut down digestion because that's not a priority under stress. Our bodies have a tendency to look at stress from the perspective of survival. You know, so think back, I don't know, 150 years ago to the frontier. And if you were out hunting and you came across a pack of wolves, in that moment, your body is going to be focused on running, getting away, surviving from those wolves. It is not going to be focused on digesting the oatmeal from breakfast. But today, our bodies don't always recognize, they, it cannot discern when our stress is life-threatening and when our stress is just too much going on or just the, the day-to-day activity of schooling children or whatever it happens to be. So our digestive system still responds as if this is something that's more life-threatening. So it just shuts down digestion. And then that goes on to create, you know, all sorts of digestive issues. The same thing can happen with the immune system. There is a direct relationship between the nervous system, stress, and how our immune system responds. So we probably all have experienced a time when we had more stress than normal, and then we get a cold or we get the flu or something a few days later. That's because under that stress, your immune system shuts down because it's not critical in the moment to survive. 
Wow. So yeah, so there's just a lot of different areas. Again, like the hormones, um, thyroid can definitely be um, connected with that. Just a lot of different things. I would say that probably, I don't think it would be an exaggeration to say that 90% of doctor visits are related to stress, even though people don't recognize it. You know, they go to the doctor because they have high blood pressure. Well, it's likely stress related or they have an ulcer or they have whatever it happens to be. Often underneath of it is a stress connection. Wow, that is incredible. And yet, honestly, you could easily see how that would be the case because so many of the things that are leading us, the maladies that we're having, the you know the the problems that are manifesting, you've clearly tied to those stressors being you know kind of an underlying issue there. But what we don't think that way, you know, we're we're so geared to kind of picking at the fruit, what we see and trying to deal with the symptoms that we miss, how we can get at the root level and try to fix things so that we are not constantly dealing with these same things. Right. And not just that, but I think we often miss at what is even causing the stress. You know, naturally we think, well, if we're overwhelmed, you know, there there's stress going on. But, but sometimes stress can be just the day-to-day things, you know, just keeping up with the demands of a family, but also think about like comparison. When we spend time scrolling on social media, suddenly there's that discontentment or that dissatisfaction that creates stress for us. If we have experienced any type of trauma in our life, that can be stored as stress in the body. Even if it was from the past, the body doesn't recognize the time change, you know, that there's that lapse that's no longer happening now, like maybe it did in the past, but the body is still operating from a place of stress from that. You know, maybe there's conflict in relationships, you know, may not even be in the home, but maybe it's extended family or, or, you know, in our community or whatever it happens to be that creates stress. There's just a lot of causes and sources of stress that we don't always necessarily associate with how we're feeling right now. Yeah, that's really insightful. And I think really, really helpful. I I really appreciate your sharing that with us because we do need to be engaged and start connecting the dots and looking looking more holistically at the way that we are caring for ourselves, but also our families, you know, just all of these things that manifest themselves in in us, we also can see a lot of times in our spouse or in our children, because there are a lot of stressors and reasons for anxiety that are showing up in in people up and down the line. So it's it, these are just really good things to be thinking about. I want to kind of transition a little bit and get really practical because now we're in a season where most of us are kind of entering a new school year. There's the excitement, but also I think a little bit of the, not fear, but kind of trepidation maybe about, you know, the the road that, that is ahead of us here. So what are some proactive ways that homeschool moms can really start to manage the stress, get ahead of things, to actually lay a foundation for good health? you know, throughout this homeschool year? Yes. Good question. I would say the very first thing that will help the most, although most people don't appreciate this recommendation, and that is to clear the schedule. Really prioritize what needs to be a priority. I am in the middle of reading The Best Yes by Lisa Turkhurst. And I love the concept, you know, of there are many good yeses, 
but not every yes is good. <laughs> that idea that we really need to look at these yeses that we have and identify the good ones. And then from those good ones, identify the priority from those yet, if that makes sense. And so just looking at the schedule and scheduling in time for home, like literally going into the calendar and putting in the time to do laundry or clean the house or the schooling or whatever, because somehow we think that we can fill our calendars and yet have time to maintain our home or whatever else. And then some of that stress begins because we are expecting to accomplish 28 hours of work in a 24-hour period of time. So clearing the calendar as hard as that is and identifying your very best yes is really important from my perspective. Another thing that I feel like is critical is exercise. Now, exercise will be very dependent on the individual. When you're under a lot of stress, you produce a hormone called cortisol. And cortisol will move through the body and move out of the body based on your movement. So somebody that has a lot of cortisol from stress, if they can get out and exercise or jump on the treadmill or whatever it happens to be, they're going to burn some of that cortisol off and there's a really good chance that they're going to feel a lot better afterwards, particularly if their stress is creating any type of anxious feelings or moodiness. But I will say that there are times when women can be so exhausted from chronic stress that they have depleted their reserves. There isn't a lot of cortisol left anymore to even deal with the stress and exercise is only going to make them feel worse. And so in that situation, they're going to do much better if they can just do some simple stretching or something of that nature. So exercise is definitely not a one size fits all. It is very intuitive. If you spend 20 minutes exercising hard and after you've got a drink of water and you've had a chance to sit down and catch your breath, you feel good, you feel energized, you feel ready to tackle the rest of your day, then you have probably identified the best form of exercise for you. But if you go through the exercise regimen for 20 minutes and you sit down afterwards with a glass of water and you can't hardly move your body to get up because you are so exhausted and that exhaustion lasts for the rest of the day, you don't want to be doing that cardio exercise or whatever it is that you are you are doing. You need to do something that doesn't use as much energy, but can still move and mobilize the stress through the body. Yeah, yeah. I love the way that you've positioned that as not a black and white thing. I think it's very easy for us. You know, we're we're told all the time we know that we need to move. We know that we need to get exercise. And so we just dive out, not having a full understanding of what all is involved. Find whatever, you know, is the going, the going thing and we try to plug in and, and we get so defeated because it doesn't give us the, the rush or the feel good that we're looking for. And the way that you just laid that out, you're asking questions that, that we're not used to asking ourselves. And it's, I think it's so, so helpful to just slow down, talk to someone like, like you who can, who can bring up these things that we need to be doing so that we can ascertain what is right for my body right now and how can I tend to nurture it well right where I am? You know, and that reality may change as you as you heal, as you grow and so on. But but right now, how do I determine what is the best way to care for my body? So I appreciate the way that you've 
really broken these things down. Yes, yes. You're exactly right. It is not black and white. It is not a one size fits all. And when we find ourselves stuck in that comparison, that that trap feels really big. Oh, it does. It does for sure. Another thing that, that you brought up that I kind of wanted to, to go back to, because this was really helpful for me. You were talking about your clearing the schedule and prioritizing what needs to be prioritized and, and how we are so, so prone to putting 28 hours of work in our 24 hour day. David, several years ago, had me, because I was doing that, I was wedging everything that could possibly, well, more than could possibly be wedged, which is how I ended up where I was into a day. And I was about to utterly break down. And he had me sit down and do a time inventory where I actually wrote down all of the things that I was expecting of myself or that I was trying to put in. And when you take the time to break it down, it is stunning what you have, what you're forced to face that you have done to yourself. And you just don't pay attention until you're really intentional with it. And so on that front as well, I think it's so important to to be very intentional with the way that you think about your time. And, you know, again, going back to, to the best, yes, really navigating what needs you right now, what can someone else do, and what just doesn't even need to be done. Yeah, and when you do that, when you don't do that, when you end up in the situation that you were in, you really set yourself up for defeat because you can't possibly accomplish everything that's on your list. And all we see are the things we haven't gotten done instead of the things that we have gotten done. And that disappointment basically adds to our stress. I remember at one point I had this massive list of things I need to do one Saturday and these this high expectation of accomplishing all these things. And on a whim, I sat down, I made the list. And then beside everything, I wrote down how long I thought it would take me. And in that expectation, I doubled the time because we all think we can do things faster than what's realistic. So I actually doubled the time. And when I was done, I had 24 hours worth of things to do in the next eight hours on that Saturday. And so I essentially chose eight hours worth to do, you know, I thought, well, I'll get this done this morning, but just in case, you know, you know how it is. At the end of the day, I had that eight hours worth done. It took the time that I doubled, but I felt so accomplished because my list, my expectation had been narrowed down to something that was more realistic. And I did not feel that disappointment, that stress of somehow I'm not, I haven't accomplished as much. I haven't, you know, whatever you want to call it, but that comes whenever we basically set ourselves up for defeat with too big of a list. After a short break, we'll be right back to talk even more about this. The award-winning CSB Explorer Bible for Kids helps kids place God's Word in the middle of God's world. Within its engaging, full-color pages, kids will interact with the people, places, and things of the Bible and God's creation. Fascinating images, illustrations, timelines, and study helps show archaeological evidence, introduce key characters, explain new concepts, and help kids experience the wonder and truth of the Bible. QR codes placed throughout the Bible bring educational videos, discussion questions, and activity pages to life, helping kids apply key truths of the Bible to real-world experiences. 
go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash explorer Bible to get your copy now. Again, that's teachthemdiligently.net forward slash explorer Bible. Well, absolutely. And I think that that's where so many moms find themselves. They're constantly frustrated with themselves. They're constantly underperforming because their expectation is so far beyond what is humanly possible that they'll never get there. So they're compounding the stress and the anxiety and everything else on themselves, making them brittle and frustrated and defeated, like you noted. And I imagine that there are some really practical, very tangible ways that we can try to get ahead of that. So what, you know, we, we talked kind of about that, that inventory of the time and really looking at your priorities. What are some other, what are some other tangible, practical ways that as we're going into this new school year that moms can start to take account of some of the things that may be causing these stressors or, 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 you know, defeating them before they even get started? Yeah. So one thought that comes to mind, and this is an exercise that I take some of my clients through, and I will have them make a list of everything that they are doing. And then I will have them divide that list basically into the things that only they can do and the things that somebody else can do. Or another way to divide it would be the things that truly have to be done and the things that don't have to be done. And I will challenge my clients a little bit on this when they start to make this list because we often will look at our original list of 2,500 things that we've written down and we'll decide that they all need to be the top priority or they are all things that we can only do ourselves. And I will really encourage them to think outside of the box you know, only write down the things in that priority that truly your family isn't going to be fed, you know, or whatever, if you don't do this. Okay. Right. But a lot of those things are probably not, you know, your life is not going to fall apart today if you don't get these things done. Or, you know, when we look at what do I need to do versus what somebody else can do? Yes. If somebody else is going to do it, it's going to take some training. But if somebody else could actually do it, then you know, that's something that could be moved over on the other side. You know, for instance, you can only be the mom to your kids. I mean, nobody else can be their mom. Exactly. But there are other people that could wash their clothes. Never. And once we separate that out, then we begin to look at the list of things that truly are a priority or the things that are non-optional. You know, let's let's put those in first. And then the rest of it, we need to find creative ways. Some of them are just going to toss. We cross off the list. They're not going to happen. They're great expectations, but they're not realistic. And in other situations, it may be bringing in some additional help or involving the kids more or whatever it happens to be. But I really try to work with my clients to think outside of the box. We have a tendency to look at our lives very narrowly because we're the ones in the middle of it. Right. And so it can be helpful to have somebody else on the outside brainstorming with you, you know, to begin to think of creative ways to deal with everything. But often it requires a number of no's. Right. Right. Well, and what I found and yeah, I, I suspect that I am not the only one that has has found themselves here. But the Lord has really dealt with my heart over pride 
of thinking that I am needed in these spots or these roles where I am not needed. You know, like you said, I am I am needed to function as David's wife and my children's mom. And, you know, there are things where I am needed. I am the only one. But there are other things where God can raise up people to to do stuff that I've just kind of accepted or taken on myself because I haven't been careful with my yes, that there there comes this pride of letting it go and letting trusting that God will use someone else. And I think that's all part of how he is sanctifying and growing us too. Through letting stuff go, we can actually see other people be blessed by getting opportunities that maybe we were squandering because we couldn't possibly get to it, but we were still holding it so tight. Right, right. I would totally agree with you. And I think once we recognize that, then we can begin to work with the list that is truly our own responsibility, yeah, if you will, and begin working on the stress load from there. So, you know, in some situations with, with some of my clients, until they do this exercise, they're not going to see the progress in the way they feel because their bodies are just too overwhelmed. But once we've been able to separate this out and bring a little bit of relief to their schedule, then we need to start working with the body. Sometimes I will use uh, adaptogenic herbs, for instance, that help the body actually respond better to stress. So it creates a buffer of resilience, you know, in essence. We'll begin to work with some of those things after we've gone through some of the lifestyle exercises, like reducing the stress or focusing on prioritizing sleep or looking at the proper form of exercise, you know, that helps them to feel good. There are a lot, often people have this idea that's like, just give me a pill that will fix the way that I feel. And I understand that because that's an that's the easiest solution, but it's not a sustainable solution. It's much more work for even myself to address the, sh- the lifestyle factors that are adding to the stress than it is to just take a pill. But that's most sustainable is if we begin to really look at lifestyle. Yeah. And The Lord has also confronted me a lot with the fact that I introduce a lot of confusion to my life. I, I take stuff on that is clearly not mine to carry. And he reminds me regularly, he's not the author of confusion and his load is easy and his burden is light. And if I am walking the way that he has for me, it's not that my life is going to be super easy and, you know, it's, I'm laying by the pool all the time, but he did not need for his people to be pulled so thin and so brittle and so that we're breaking and we're good to nobody. He he has a much better plan for us than that. And so I, I think that it really truly is so important to boil this stuff down and to, to see where we're making choices that are not aligning ourselves with God's really good plan for us. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I think as Christians, sometimes we get trapped in this thinking that to take care of ourselves or to put ourselves in a sense uh, before our children or whatever is not right, that is biblically wrong. And the idea of taking care of our health is that sense of putting ourselves before others. But what I often encourage my clients is. I would use two different analogies. First of all, it's just that analogy of when you fly, if the oxygen mask falls down, you're going to put that on yourself before you put it on the person beside you. Because if you're not breathing well, you can't help the person beside you. 
And it's the same way in our homes. If we're not taking care of our own health, if we're not taking care of who we are physically, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, we're not going to be able to serve our families and our community well. The other example that I will often use is I I see examples in scripture where Jesus chose to replenish and refresh, even though there were other expectations and demands from those around him. And he didn't feel guilty and he didn't see it as something selfish. I think I often use the example of when Jesus, after he was in the synagogue, it was on a Sabbath, you know, he had preached, you know, whatever. He goes into Peter's home. He heals Peter's mother-in-law. The word spreads. People come and he spends, you know, who knows how late into the night healing people and teaching and preaching. And in the morning, the disciples get up and Jesus is gone. And I'm sure at some point during that night, you know, Jesus stopped and there were still people that were waiting to be healed. And I'm I'm sure they never left their spot in line. They were not about to budge from waiting, (laughs) you know, to have that interaction with Jesus when they were so close. And the disciples get up in the morning and Jesus is gone. And they go out and they find him up in the mountain praying. And, you know, their response is, Master, there's people waiting back in town for you. You know, obviously, I am I am paraphrasing very generously here. But, you know, it's like, are you coming back? You know, we, we need to keep going with what you're doing. I mean, that was kind of more the business mindset, if you will, of the disciples. And Jesus, Jesus responds and says, I'm going on to the next village. Are you coming or not? And that has often really struck me in the fact that there were people that were disappointed, I'm sure, in every town and village that he visited. And yet he knew his calling and he knew when he had to stop and rest and refresh as a human so that he could continue on with what he was called to. Right. So much, so much to extract from that. And actually, I I have... And so many more questions and so many more things that I want to talk to you about. But we are out of time now. I hope that you will come back and join me again soon. I would love to unpack a lot of these, a lot of these questions of wellness and, and ways that we can care for the body that God has given us so that we can serve him and those around us so much better. Before we go, I want you to tell a little bit about what you do when you're not chatting with me on the podcast, of course. But what do you do and how do you serve and how can they connect with you there? Yes, thank you. Uh, First of all, I would love to come back on and continue this conversation. As you can tell, I, I am very passionate on this subject. Yes, women can definitely connect with me. They can go to my website, which is arrowwellness.com. So arrow is spelled E-I-R-O. It's an old Greek word that means God's gift of wholeness. So arrowwellness.com. They can also connect on Instagram or Facebook under the same name. Those are probably the best places to start in connecting with me. When I work with women, when I work with moms, and the vast majority of my clients are women and are moms, I often will, I almost always onboard them through a program that I call Wholeness Restored. And Wholeness Restored really is targeting their health concerns from the perspective of the nervous system and the stress response. 
So it's the things that we've talked about, but more than just lifestyle. I mean, that's a huge part of it. I also will spend quite a bit of time just doing some pretty in-depth testing that is not traditionally done through their regular doctor that they're seeing, but it will help us to dig much deeper into what is really going on in their body. So I offer that testing. I do consultations with them. I actually have a complete lifestyle curriculum that I, they're just short weekly videos. Who needs more stress in our busy lives? So I keep them very short, but that's all part of the Wholeness Restore program because what I find is that to really heal people, women need to be equipped from all perspectives. And that is my goal with them. Well, just to clarify, do do moms need to be near you to engage with you? Or is this something that, that women from all across the country can take advantage of? Yes, absolutely. I work with people all across the country, even in other countries. So that's fantastic. Yes, there's no limitation on distance. Isn't the, it's so cool what technology makes available now. It really, I'm, I'm so grateful. There are downsides I acknowledge, but man, the Lord has opened up opportunities for so many through this gift of technology when used well. So I'm very grateful. Yes. Well, Rachel, thank you again so much for spending time with us today. This is, I, I imagine this has been kind of earth shattering for some that are listening in, just a new way to look at things. I, I hope that they've gotten a lot of hope at recognizing, wow, we can get to the root of this. There is a way out of this. So thank you so much for the way that you have presented all of it. It's been fascinating. Thank you for having me on and giving me the opportunity to just share. I really appreciate it. And I hope we can do it again soon. Absolutely. We 100% will do it again soon. So everybody else, thank you for tuning in. Like I said before, if you are in 365, you get little tidbits of Rachel regularly. But you also have the opportunity to engage with her deeper by going to her website, learn about this wholeness restored program that she has. You know, the the better that you feel, the more whole that you are, the 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 way that you kind of care for yourself is going to overflow and impact the way that you can care for those that you love. So I encourage you to visit with her. We will give you all the links to connect with her in the show notes. But but remember, you know, we talk about all the time how the Great Commission begins in your home. You cannot love and shepherd the hearts of your children as well if you are feeling horrible or if you are stretched so thin or if you are full of anxiety. So it is really, really critical for your mission that you take care of the body that God has given you and that you really focus on tending that, tending that well from the ground up. It will serve you very, very well as you do what God has called you to do and not everything. Remember, like like Rachel mentioned early on, you are not called to, to do everything or be everywhere. You are called to do something and be somewhere. And it's very, very important that you focus on that. So I hope that you have a great rest of your day. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more. So check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. 
I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. 